you, me, and CBD. Thanks everyone for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. Our guests for today's show are the normal, usual cast of characters. We have Doug Burgoyne, we have Blake Smith, and we have Jeff Dunn. And we will not forget Danelle Murdoch. I don't think I'm a guest, Richard. Oh, that's right. We're hosting. Uh, we're hosting. We're hosting. So what do you think are the first things you're seeing that's making CBD not free, Richard? You know, so we have the idea there that in marketing and sales, and that's, the, that's where I'm coming from this. In, for my years of marketing, I've never had as much of a, um, not a problem, but so Push many back. roadblocks coming up when you say, well, it's CBD. Oh, I can't do anything with CBD. I'm sorry. Why? Well, legal, whatever it may be. And I find that so fascinating. Sure. Well, I, I think some of it comes down to how even we're just raised in the world and, you know, where what is considered a moral compass and, and, and what is considered legal and not legal and understanding those medium lines. That's, That's right. right. You, you guys can chime in. I think it probably goes back to just a long-standing, and when I say long-standing, decades of misperception and lack of understanding between medical cannabis or marijuana and CBD. And so CBD has been, and hemp has been used for what, thousands of years for different things. And it was banned in this country in the 1920s, right? And so it wasn't made legal again until the farm bill was passed at the end of 2018. So we had almost a hundred years of the inability to study and with that, I think, came a lack of just understanding. And since then, regulation has been more focused on medical cannabis. It uh, has not been very well thought out around CBD. And because of that, there still is this link. And they're very different things. They have a very different role clinically. And that's what we're trying to help with is advance the regulation, advance the quality and consistency, and bring a little science and education to the space. I would agree with that completely. I would add one uh, caveat to that is so it was illegal in the 20s and then they legalized it again during World War II to help make more rope and so forth. And so they used hemp during World War II for all kinds of things and then they rescheduled it again after World War II. And so, yeah, it was only an enemy when we chose to have it be an enemy and when it was useful, we decided that it was useful and okay, which... Automatically, if if you're a uh, you know student of history or something, that should already ring strange to you. That oh, it's okay sometimes, but not others. And we're going to base that off of uh, you know legislation about what's useful at the time. That's that's problematic, I think. Well, isn't it interesting? We we say hemp, and everybody's mind goes to rope. Yeah, yep. it goes to rope. It goes to clothes. Maybe you go to a lotion. Um, you think, oh, yeah, I know hemp. That's that stuff that's such a strong fiber. And we forget that it has these amazing therapeutic benefits. So to your point, Richard, trying to make um, hemp but also CBD, uh, something that is mainstream, is really what farmer and chemist is trying to do. That's why we opened the store in Midvale that is bright and shiny. That's why we have windows that say, hey, come in. We're not a sketchy marijuana store, you know, you should be afraid of walking in here. Uh, that's why we have trained pharmacy technicians 
uh, to teach people about it so that it says to people right from the, when you walk in, this is not weird or, or, you know, out of the norm or something that you need to be afraid of. It's something really normal. But people can make anything mainstream depending on how they spin it. And that's not what we're trying to do here. Great uh, point. Right? So this is still based off of what we have learned as chemists and pharmacists over the last several years in, in working in this space and, and studying it. Is it, it is safe. Uh, we've talked about this in other podcasts. It's safe. It works for a lot of different things. And we just need now the science to catch up with some of the anecdotal reports. But this is... You know, our bodies are, are built to uh, use CBD and take advantage of CBD and, and just, you know, trying to help people understand that. Absolutely. So, oh. so is it fair to say that CBD um, might have a public relations problem? Well, <laughs> well for sure. And, and I think it's all because it's so new. Um, and we say new, obviously it's been around forever. Uh, but the legalization of it nationwide uh, really happened at the end of 2018. So we're less than two years into this. There are still uh, questions federally about how to classify CBD. And that lack of regulation and lack of classification causes a lot of retailers to be skeptical. So, for example, uh, we all buy stuff online uh, from the biggest retailer uh, in the world, I think, Amazon. And Amazon has said very clearly they don't sell CBD on their site because federally, uh, there has not been, you know, a real definition of what it is and, and how to use it. But there are tons of products that if you search CBD, you can find them. They're all hemp. They're all garbage. I mean, I don't know. Can we say that? Can yeah, we, can we no, say that? No therapeutic all... <laughs> value. That's a waste of time. That's, you can say that. I mean, it's... It's, it's a waste uh, of money. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's hemp oil, which I think uh, we've joked is like, uh, you know, having a bottle full of canola oil or sunflower oil or some other oil that you're ingesting that probably doesn't do anything for you unless it has CBD in it. And, and getting back to a marketing standpoint, where I'm coming from on this is that even someone like Google, you can't even have CBD on an advertisement on Google because they won't do it. I don't know why legally they won't do it maybe it has something to do with more of the, the the broad brush of cbd i don't know well so so it's worth getting into the legal just a little bit on this so but we're not attorneys right we're not here's the disclaimer i am not an attorney um <laughs> but but i am i do i do follow the pharmaceutical side of this so uh to doug's point without having the federal government weigh in and say this is what the classification of this is or is not it leaves you up to basically the free market and who is claiming what different things gw pharma has claimed that they own cbd and the reason they claim that is because they have created a molecule uh, for anti-seizures in children called Epidiolex. And Epidiolex is basically nothing but a CBD derivative. And so they say, if you use a CBD product by itself, they own the rights to it. Now, who wants to take that chance? So if you claim that you have some kind of CBD product, do you want to go to court over it? And so, and if I were Amazon or somebody who had a lot of chance to lose potentially millions or even billions of dollars, I don't think I'd take that chance. Whereas you have other industries that look at that and they say, well, that's silliness because you can't patent, say, canola oil per se or a vegetable oil. And so you look at like farmer and chemist and we're very specific. 
we're a phytocannabinoid rich material because yes, we do have CBD, but we have other cannabinoids as well. And it's the formulation of those that provide the medicinal benefits. It's all fascinating, really, if you start talking about, you know, where the kind of the taboo is and where the uh, nervousness is around it. Um, I think also visually there's there's so many visual connections to possibly the 60s and to um, a lot of flower children and being totally out of it. And, I, you know, I think about visually the marijuana leaf has traditionally been seen as something that uh, you're told to avoid. I mean, it's just unless you want to be a druggie, right? So I think visually it, there's something to be said about how the bar can be raised and how CBD can be set apart from its uh, brother, yeah, if you will. And a big part of this would be some, some, some better regulation, and we actually welcome that. Um, it goes back from to who? Talked, Who's going to uh, regulate it? I, some FDA. F- Probably the FDA who regulates other, other drugs. That would be, I agree, that would be the best source. But it goes back to what we've talked about other, in other podcasts. It's you know, not all CBD is created equal. And that further exacerbates what we're exactly talking about. Because if somebody tries it and they're using hemp oil or a low concentrated CBD product or some of the other junkets on the market. Or not it just, for long it ruins, enough. It just, again, it just ruins that and adds to this misunderstanding of what is good CBD and what it can do for you. I, I Yeah, I, I completely agree. But I also think it's really interesting going to Danelle's point. Um, the war on drugs. Right. What what drugs are we talking about? Okay, I think we can all probably agree. Well, now we're in an opioid war on drugs, but let's not go there. Right, right. But I, right. No, exactly. I think we can agree. Okay, war on drugs. Let's, let's get rid of heroin. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's get rid of, you know, certain other types of drugs, maybe... But even psilocybin and some others are being looked at medically now to help with all kinds of different other things, right? And so it's the drug du jour of the day that we decide that is okay or not okay. Now, having said that, CBD, amongst all of these other things we want to classify as drugs, does not have psychoactive effects. It has many therapeutic effects. And the only reason why it was lumped in with everything else is because it has a brother, right? Cannabis sativa, which, by the way, all industrial hemp has been derived from the cannabis sativa plant, right? It has this brother that has this indication that we're going to fall into reefer madness and, you know, we're going to just completely melt our brains and do crazy things. And that's not actually a characteristic of marijuana either. But CBD has been lumped in with that and it's unfair and not true. I was just going to ask, what do you think... Uh, Richard used the word free, and it seems to me there's also kind of an underlying, not to get into conspiracy theories, but there's an underlining money attachment to all of this. And where is the money and who controls it, controls who gets to use it? Um, and there's a financial, a deep financial aspect. Also, I mean, with trying to run a CBD operation, you have issues with banking federally. Um, there's a huge amount of pushback there. Uh, do you have any, you know, I mean, anybody have any thoughts on this? Am I the only one? Banks have some nervousness. I think they're moving forward. And I think they're moving forward in a way that probably is in line with what capitalism will bear. I mean, you're just barely looking at uh, companies and banks that are starting to look at 
willing to look at uh, giving money for farming equipment around hemp and so forth, even though it's federally legal and so forth. That means it's still years out before they're willing to lend money to somebody who sells something they call a CBD product. So there's stages that that happens. As far as like conspiracy theory, look, I think money drives almost everything everywhere. And people who have money um, tend to be able to use the right lobbying and, and the systems that are available to get the things that they want. And quite honestly, if I were a pharmaceutical company by myself, I would be very nervous with the prospect of there is a universal medication that could help a whole lot of different conditions that could get could be purchased for relatively inexpensively. Comparatively. Comparatively. And that I would not be able to patent. As a pharmaceutical person, that would be horrifying to me um, because it would inhibit my ability to create a whole lot of different drugs. Having said that, I've worked in pharma. And I think that not all pharmaceuticals are the devil. I don't think that at all. I think you have a lot of good scientists who are trying to produce the best medicines they possibly can. But having said that, having a cheap alternative that everyone could get is not the answer to increase my investor, you know. Well, they're uh, publicly profitable. traded companies, and they have patent lives. And the way the healthcare system is set up in this country is what the, the drugs are priced not on value but on what the market will bear. And drug prices in this country are way more than they are in the rest of the world, where the rest of the world actually has uh, single-payer systems that, that cover drugs based on value. This and is why people go to Canada, Mexico, That's wherever. Right. Um, but I, I, I still think, though, that what's going to help free CBD is some kind of consistency, and so we can reinforce the good experiences and study it in a little bit more of a defined manner uh, so that we can clean up some of the uh, the bad players in in the space, and then we can destigmatize it and have physicians feel more comfortable with with the effect they're going to get if they if they're you know recommend it to their patients, um, and it also I think is going to be is going to provide better consistency with the response just on a patient to patient basis. So we have all these glass ceilings that we're trying to break through with CBD. Um, uh, it needs to be regulated. It needs to have uh, a greater, um, I guess, with the FDA, if they're going to be able to one to do it, put their stamp of approval on it. I don't know, but even even with that, what you're just saying there, Jeff, is that we need to do what we can to make sure that we're giving honest, uh, true, uh, all the, all the things that are needed for the uh, public to feel that they are getting a good quality, safe product, right? Consistent, safe, good quality. It's all the stuff we talk about. It's dosing. It's, uh, you know, finding the right formulation because, again, if we're not doing the right thing there, then people are going to get poor experiences. You know, it, it, it's, un it's underselling, if you will, the benefits of CBD. And so we have, we have a chemist. We have two pharmacists that are involved and we're trying, that's the nature of what we're trying to do in the podcast is to give this information out there so that it allows people to make good quality decisions in trying to do that. But even on a design standpoint, from if you look at the farmer and chemist uh, website or the products or something like that, what was it, Danelle, that you were thinking about when you were trying to create a feel and look for uh, farmer and chemist? Well, first we wanted to build something that felt established, something that felt long-term, something that felt trustworthy, something that uh, 
aligned with the product that we had created. Uh, we wanted to pick and choose a color palette that felt fresh and that felt happy and that felt healing. Um, we wanted the store to feel um, welcoming and thoughtful and mindful. Uh, the packaging itself to feel almost not completely ritualistic, however, to feel like it's something that is uh, that you want to do or can do daily, and it is calming and effective, um, and also uh, brings a smile to your face. We want you to, you know, there's uh, inside of our CBD gummies, uh, there's a card that says, lucky you, and um, we, you know, we try to have little hints, uh, orange you happy, and it's a grape day, and just uh, things where we're it's not your typical product, and we want you to know that. So Danelle has done her part, believe me, by trying to free CBD. So final thoughts, anyone? I think the public being educated around CBD is probably the best and easiest way to free this up and, and have people have great experiences with products like Farmer and Chemist who become um, accustomed to having it and telling their friends this is something that really makes my life better, and these are the reasons why. And then if the public continues to do that, it's going to force everybody else to get on board. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to You, Me, and CBD. Please refer and friend or write a short review. And if you're in the Salt Lake City area, we'd welcome you to stop by our Farmer and Chemist store. Or you can always go to farmerandchemist.com. Farmer and Chemist. CBD wellness products for a full spectrum of uses at farmerandchemist.com.